You're listening to The Omni Show. Get to know the people and stories behind the Omni Group's award-winning productivity apps for Mac and iOS. Mm, music. I'm your host, Brent Simmons. In the studio with me today is Ainsley Bork Olson, OmniPlan Prime Minister, Greg Titus, OmniPlan Engineer, and Ken Case, CEO of the Omni Group. And this is a special episode. We're talking about the story of OmniPlan. Say hello, Ainsley. Hello, Ainsley. Say hello, Greg. Hello, Greg. Say hello, Ken. Hello, Ken. So, general question, I think might go to Greg. How did OmniPlan start? Back in the day when we had lots of spare time for spare time projects, I was... The early 2000s, Early roughly. 2000s, yeah, roughly. Okay. I had been working on Graffle's automatic layout, and that got me interested in optimization problems of various kinds. And I started looking up papers and came upon project management, resource leveling stuff that I thought was interesting. And so the original OmniPlan prototype was basically enough user interface for me to be able to mess around with the writing the algorithms that I thought were interesting. Now, to be clear, this was you having fun. Supposedly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love your definition of fun. Well, you is, know. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll, I'll read some academic papers on resource scheduling, and I can write an algorithm. I think that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you, you wrote enough user interface scaffolding to be able to enter tasks and resources and things, right? Yeah, basically the bare minimum just for me to be able to mess with stuff for myself. Mm -hmm. Did you give this, uh, yeah, it must have had a name of some kind before it was OmniPlan. I think it was actually always OmniPlan. Really? You just just said it's going to be? Sort of company culture at the time. Everything was Omni-blank. We had Omni-everything. You look at our old SVN logs for various projects and stuff, and there's, you know, omni 120 different things. So. Uh, that would be a fun bit of, of data mining to do. It would. I, I should write that blog post. All the apps that we didn't make, but could have. Yeah. So about how long was this your kind of fun thing before people started to know about it? Uh, I think that I probably worked on it for a couple months and then it sat around for maybe six to nine months, maybe mm-hmm. a year before anything came of it. So what happened next? What took it from a thing that you had worked on for fun and kind of set aside to it becoming an app? Uh, we had an kind of a internal meeting on, hey, this we're doing products now or a product company. What should our next product be? And, uh, and I pitched it. And I, I don't really know why. I don't remember what the situation was that was the reason why we were doing that at the time. I don't know. Maybe Ken does, but. Uh, Was consulting winding down, Ken, or what was going on? Yeah, I mean, that was certainly a piece of things. We were trying to move out of the consulting business and just be able to focus on our own products, but we needed to have enough of a stable of products Mm -hmm. making money to be able to do that. Um, And there was OmniWeb and Outliner at the time already? uh, Well, OmniWeb was our first paid product. Mm -hmm. We had OmniGraffle and OmniOutliner around the launch of Mac OS 10, and we also had Omni Disk Sweeper. We were actually selling back then. It wasn't just a free download. Mm. Omni Dazzle? 
Uh, that, I don't think that was before OmniPlan, maybe around the same time. I think uh, that was around the same time. Yeah, I, I think, think that was the same sort of pitch session, like yeah. a short project and a long project. A supposedly short project. <laughs> <laughs> it was meant to be like a, a month or something. Mm-hmm. Was there a, a meeting where everyone got together, all hands thing, and people gave pitches? Or That's my or vague memory of yeah. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. All, what, 15 employees at the time? Something like that. Yeah. We could certainly easily fit around a table. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. This is a big table. But. <laughs> so it was several locations ago. Um, University of Washington area? Yeah, it was just north of U Village. Yeah. Okay. Any idea of what else was pitched? I, I take it the company was in the productivity, so there could have been spreadsheet app, for instance, or... We weren't just into productivity at that point either. Like some of the consulting projects we were just coming off of were games. So mm. that was some of the stuff we thought about as well. So the identity of Omni as a productivity app company was still it was molded at that time. Yeah. 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 We were doing a bunch of different things besides the consulting. We were doing game ports from PC to Mac for a little oh, while okay. there. And we had thought about a multidimensional spreadsheet was one of the other possibilities. Does anyone know what that is? I do. (laughs) (laughs) They're cool. (laughs) It's back to your idea of fun again. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyone who used uh, Lotus Improv on it next, I guess, would know it well. Okay. (laughs) Can it be explained understandably and briefly to our listeners? So your traditional spreadsheet has your two dimensions, right? Your X dimension, your Y dimension, your rows and your columns. And a multidimensional spreadsheet just adds additional dimensions to that. In Excel or something, you would mostly do this now with extra sheets that you would use mm-hmm. of the spreadsheet. But in something like Quantrix, which was a derivative of improv <laughs> that was produced by Lighthouse Design before they got acquired by Sun, ancient history now. In that sort of thing, you would you could take your extra dimensions and you could put them along the horizontal axis or the vertical axis, and it would end up sort of grouping by that extra dimension so you would see. I mean, it's still obviously presented on a screen in two dimensions because that's what the screen is. But internally, it was multiple dimensions and you could easily, you know, have five dimensions going on Hmm. or or more. So like one of the, just as an example, a sort of a common thing to do would be have, you know, say products as one dimension and then like months is another dimension and years is another dimension. And so you have the expected arrangement of that. You could show like products as rows and then months and years as columns. But mm-hmm. then one of the great things about these multidimensional spreadsheets is you could manipulate the dimensions. So you like you reverse the order of months and years and you can see all the Januaries together or all the all the figures oh, together. So, okay. right. so you can see seasonal things right. as opposed to hmm. over time, just generally over time things. And and so the idea of it is to be able to rearrange the dimensions to see mm-hmm. different things about your data. Had you written a prototype of this already, too? A little bit. <laughs> Somehow I was getting that. Uh, but but Omni, OmniPlan won. Uh, what was the status of OmniFocus at the time? Was, uh, was At the time, OmniFocus hadn't even been thought of. Okay. Really. There were Did some. Kinkless GTD exist, or was that also still in the future? People might have started using Kinkless by that time. I mm-hmm. don't remember the exact timeline of when this meeting happened versus but at the time i think we were thinking of well how can we make omni outliner a better host for kinkless like mm-hmm. and make it faster and, make, mm-hmm. and so on and when we got into those product meetings we ended up deciding oh let's just make that into its own app rather than trying to make omni outliner be one app that does 
all of the integrations and things that OmniFocus now does. Yeah. As I recall, Tim tried for a while to enhance the AppleScript supports to make Kinkless better on the existing outliner. And we were, mm, okay. we kept running into technical issues where it was just always going to be kind of slow to do it via scripts rather than right, natively. Although he made it a lot faster than it had yeah. been. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. At best, though, you still got the Apple events layer to right. deal with. Yeah. So OmniPlan got the nod maybe because it was most finished or it seemed well, less crazy than multi-dimensional <laughs> spreadsheets or... I don't remember the, I mean, most, as I, I guess I alluded to, we, multiple things got the nod. Right, sure. But this was a big project that really ended up, I guess, lasting, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Were side projects fairly common? I've heard OmniWeb described as Ken's side project, for instance. It was a very short side project originally, <laughs> although uh, it, it quickly distracted all of us. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we're coming up on the 25th anniversary when that yeah, happened. Right, yeah, right. That's like in a month. Now, Outliner was originally uh, Luke Adamson and somebody. Luke Adamson worked on it. It was originally uh, some code that I think Greg worked on some pieces. No. No. I mean, I worked on some pieces of that. Yeah. Um, so it was originally a program that I started writing to help my wife keep track of our books. <laughs> so, oh, cool. <laughs> that explains multiple columns. Is that <laughs> part of the original? Yeah. 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 Okay. And also to keep track of then our projects. So before we had OmniPlan, you know, there's mm-hmm. a way to kind of do budgeting and so on. Of, oh, sure. So that's yeah, part of the sense. reason that Omni Outliner had math in columns and was able to do sums and so on. I think it's the first outliner I ever saw with columns. <laughs> and I just thought it was really, really weird at first. <laughs> <laughs> but now I totally use that feature. It makes sense. So when OmniPlan came out, it was kind of the era of, where GTD was first getting a lot of buzz. Did people assume you had written a GTD app and then... As we started getting close to being ready to announce OmniPlan, we started hinting at, hey, we have a new app that's coming. And uh, one of the things we shared was the app icon without providing any sort of name for what this thing was. Mm -hmm. And people immediately started thinking, oh, you're doing a to-do app, Uh, (laughs) Uh, a GTD app. well, no, that's not what this is. At least you're not on record as uh, saying, we will never make a GTD. There's no market for that. I think by that time, we were starting to think about what our next project might be. And I think we were starting to think about doing OmniFocus. Mm, yeah. So we ended up announcing a sort of uh, OmniFocus earlier than we had originally planned just to explain to people that if they were looking for OmniPlan to be that thing, that was not what OmniPlan was. Right. That's not what we were building there. So how how do you define OmniPlan? It is for, uh, I mean, OmniFocus is for your individual work, and OmniPlan is for... OmniPlan is for project management. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do have users who just use it to plan their own things themselves, but mm-hmm. I think that really the intention is that you have multiple resources that there's there's multiple people involved in and mm-hmm. multiple things involved in in finishing your plan and it's the the important thing about it is the relationships between the tasks that need to be done and the people that are available to do them mm-hmm. and and when they're available and yeah things like that yeah it finally ships 1.0 comes out in let me look at the history page 2006 2008 2006, you got it, yeah. <laughs> December 13, OmniPlan 1.0 release. So how did it do off the bat? Uh, it, was, it was a good launch. Yeah. 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 I was trying to remember 
Is OmniPlan 1.0 the app that we showed on stage at WWDC? Yes. Uh, oh, cool. it, I'm not sure if it was 1.0, but it was there. Oh, it was the year that they were doing um, Objective C garbage collection. Yeah, and oh, Ken went yeah. up yeah. and and had a project plan that involved here's how you know you make an app, and it had this big block for finding memory leaks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And but now with amazing new Objective C garbage collection that Apple is introducing this year, you know you don't have that whole big old code, <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> right. and of course this copy of OmniPlan that we're running here on stage is built with Objective-C garbage collection. Yay. Yeah. Cool. And I was sitting in the back row, I remember, and just covering my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Don't crash. Don't crash. Yeah. I was at that. I I remember that one. It's the first I've heard of it. (laughs) How was it to go up on stage during a... It was during the keynote, I recall, It was right? during the or State of the Union. State of the Union, okay. So yeah. still like big, the second, basically the same set of The press are gone, but there. all the engineers and developers yeah. are there. Yeah, uh, it was, uh, uh, I, I don't know, an audience of 5,000 or 4,000, yeah. something like that. It was, yeah, well, a little nervous. <laughs> yeah, I would have uh, been, yeah. Better you than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of practice. Yeah. As Apple does for every. Uh, uh, so they, they helped you go through this? Uh, they ensure that everybody who's up there has right. done a bunch of practicing in front <laughs> yeah. of force. Uh, cool. <laughs> it's a better word than ensure. <laughs> Had it taken a lot of work to get OmniPlan actually garbage collected in time? For this? Yeah, there yeah. was a lot of work. And of course, that version never shipped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of the hard things about garbage collection in the apps as opposed to the automatic reference counting that we do now and that, in fact, we finally switched to with OmniPlan just recently, is that uh, garbage collection was an all-or-nothing proposal, where if you wanted garbage collection in an app, everything the app touched and used had to be garbage collected. Mm. Whereas uh, with something like automatic reference counting, you could just do a single class at a time and migrate it, and it could talk to the old retain-release world just fine. Mm. So even the C code that is, you know, using core foundation and so on had to be garbage collected. And it was not very natural to do that with some, some of the pieces. Let's see. And OmniPlan 2 came out. History page tells me in 2011. So what changed? Ainsley, you're not the PM yet when 2 came out, but no, I you've started, studied the history. Yes. <laughs> and I started working here shortly after release, we released two. Okay. But in two, we, re- we introduced collaboration via a like publish and subscribe mechanism, as well as change tracking to go along with that. Hmm. So that OmniPlan can now be a tool that multiple team members could use simultaneously on a project. And was that when we added Microsoft Project Import-Export? I wasn't import. sure on that. If that was initial it, in 2.0? It was... Within 2.x, but I don't remember. I don't think it, it was been right when 2.0 mm-hmm. came out. Um, that certainly is a big part of the plan to be able to open files from Microsoft Project users on a non-Windows machine. Oh, sure. We have lots yeah. of users who find that very useful. Mm-hmm. Collaboration implies some kind of shared server or something. Did it work over WebDAV? Or? Yeah, so this is before I would say a lot of people were using a service like Dropbox. We didn't have iCloud yet to collaborate on work files. So we have a system that syncs to either a web dev server, our own OmniSync server, or when we shipped it, it could sync with MobileMe, which is long since discontinued by <laughs> Apple. Yeah. Um, the precursor to iCloud. Post-cursor to iDisk. iDisk was part of MobileMe. It was part of MobileMe, oh, okay. I think .Mac was the precursor. Oh, .Mac. <laughs> I don't know why this is had so many iTools. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And iTools was also the name of the thing from 
Tenon, which did Unixy oh, Mac yeah. things. Oh, yeah. yeah. That makes we had sense. A, a different model too from things like Dropbox and an iCloud Drive now, mm. where you're sort of essentially sharing the same file, but it's intended for one person mm-hmm. to share the same file, but just between your own devices. And mm. so there's kind of less worry about, hey, what if you change the same file in two different incompatible ways on two different devices? Because presumably you're one person and you're not, you know, simultaneously. Oh, right. Using sure. both hands on that two different sense. devices. Uh-huh. Whereas Omniplan explicitly wants to deal with the situation where you have multiple real people who are making mm-hmm. changes that potentially conflict with each other to the same project. And that's why change tracking was such an important part of the sync oh, sure. strategy. So a lot more like Google Sheets or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which didn't exist back then. Yeah. <laughs> were, were the apps still run by the lead engineer at that point or? Or were we using product managers? So I checked with the former project manager over lunch. Erin uh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, Kwong. So Erin Kwong took over as PM in summer 2007. Okay. Um, so shortly after OmniPlan 1 shipped. And then I took over from him three years ago, shortly after we shipped OmniPlan 3. Okay. So it was before that. Before that, that it you was, were the. It was whatever my whims were. <laughs> no, <laughs> what, what features do we need? Whatever sounds fun. Well, and I was right, sort of right. acting as PM for all of the products before right. we had yeah. to split up that into some real PMs. And the company was small enough, and everything is. Yeah, that, that made sense at the time. Did any of you ever uh, go out and actually meet with project managers and get feedback and do that kind of thing, or help them get set up? Between 1.0 and 2.0, yes. Not really for 1.0 that I recall, unless oh, we yeah. started hearing from some project managers. Once 1.0 was out the door and was kind of getting some uptake, we had mm-hmm. a couple, some customers that we we would go and we gave a couple trainings to. Mm-hmm. and you know, Including you, some you, fairly large customers. Some fairly large customers, some fairly yeah. large groups at a time, you know, in front of a classroom type setting mm-hmm. and teaching people how to use the app and taking questions and stuff. And so you get some good feedback that way about which parts are hard to understand. When we shipped 1.0, we actually had hired somebody to help us work on it who had previously shipped his own project management software. And so he had a list of customers that were interested in him building a new version of MPX, I think was what it was called. Okay. And, and so, you know, we offered all of those folks an upgrade. Oh, nice. Yeah. And we so we had all of their requests for however long it was that it, that had been out. So too. it wasn't so in a complete had, vacuum. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Now we have what, 12 years of user feedback in our bug yeah. database. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I've taken a project management course. So I've interacted with other potential PMs as they learn to project manage. And this is, of course, the UW, but how the UW teaches the skill set that you would use OmniPlan for, mm. which is really interesting. And I grew up in. Family where, well, my dad was a project scheduler for Boeing. So oh, he would be bringing home cool. these big Gantt charts that were just rolls of paper and, and then work on them at home wow, <laughs> in the no evenings. And so yeah. long time exposure to Guess, some of that world. Yeah. Yeah. Omniplan on paper, though, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 747 or whatever. Yeah. Wow. Then the next thing was probably the iPad app as part of the iPad or Bust initiative. And were you working here or right I started after a month after I think we should probably play one of our iPad. Okay. And so was that a huge job making the iPad app? It was it was fairly big job, um, obviously, but I think um for OmniPlan compared to like Outliner and compared to Graffle that we were doing at the same time, I think that OmniPlan was actually easier. Hmm. We were very 
fortunately kind of written the the Gantt and a lot of the display stuff for Omniplan in core animation, which is a lower level um, display API than AppKit for macOS. And so we always, for all of our apps, we share the model code that actually Mm. deals with the innards, um, but generally have to rewrite most of the user interaction display Mm. code between macOS and iOS. And Omniplan, fortunately, a lot of the actual display stuff could also be shared between both platforms. And the only thing that you had to rewrite was the, the interactivity. Oh, that's kind of lucky then. Yeah. More animation to the rescue. Yeah. In our pre-interview, you mentioned uh, your most favorite thing in all this was the animating labels as you scroll is what my yes. notes say. So, <laughs> yes. so what, what's that? So as you have the Gantt chart on the screen, it, it keeps the labels visible as, as you scroll horizontally. Okay. And the labels uh, move to to stay displayed, and then they they stick to the edges of the bars. Mm-hmm. And then as you keep scrolling, they go over the bar when that's available, and then on the other side. And I really like it because you you expect Gantt charts to be this very stuffy thing, and and I just like to play with scrolling them around. <laughs> <laughs> and so it it's a little bit of fun that you don't really expect in uh-huh. that sort of area. Uh-huh. So then we shipped OmniPlan 3. When was it, Ainsley? When did OmniPlan 3 come out? 2015. What happened in 3? What, what was new in 3? So in OmniPlan 3, we introduced a feature split for the first time between a pro and a standard set of features, which at that point we'd already done in Graffle. And this allowed us to offer a slightly lower entry price point to customers who didn't necessarily need the collaboration features. Mm. So OmniPlan standard has the full scheduling functionality that Greg was describing, but it doesn't include the collaboration. So if you are, say, a one-person team or you only have a few resources, it's a good fit for you. But if you need to export to Microsoft Project or collaborate with multiple team members, you were able to offer a pro version, which this was the, I think maybe the first app that we had a second version of to sell on the App Store, if I remember my release timeline right. So that allowed us to offer an upgrade path for customers who'd purchased OmniPlan 2 through the Mac App Store. Mm. Maybe Focus had done it first. I'm not sure. Graffle had maybe done oh, it maybe first. Oh, maybe Graffle probably but had between six and seven. This was pretty short. Yeah. It was pretty soon after. Yeah. Ken, was that part of the reason for doing standard and pro, just to be able to do some kind of upgrade? Yeah. At the time, we hadn't landed on our current solution of just offering the download in the App Store for free, in the first, mm-hmm. in the, which and, lets us kind of do whatever we want with our pricing, upgrade pricing. But, yeah. but that was what we had landed on then to let people have some sort of upgrade pricing was you can use the in-app purchase, and it's required if you want Pro to buy standard with the download and then buy the in-app purchase for as Pro. But if you owned a previous version of the app, if you owned OmniPlan 2 already in the App Store and you download OmniPlan 3, then you would get a free upgrade to Pro. And, mm. and so we could give you basically half off. Or, oh. And then OmniPlan 3 also introduced Network View, which I think was one of our more commonly requested features before then, as well as a multi-project dashboard. So what's the Network View? The Network View. Greg probably describe it better than me. Was this something that sounded like fun to do and you did it? Oh, of course. Yeah, all right. Uh, Well, the network views, actually, that's one of the things that uh, a lot of customers ask for us. It's also known as PERT charts, incorrectly known as PERT charts. (laughs) It's a different method of of laying out the tasks so that instead of emphasizing the schedule order and dates, it emphasizes what depends on what else. Oh, okay. And so that was... Yeah, one of the big missing pieces in, in OmniPlan and 1 and 2 was that sort of display for people. Mm-hmm. 
If you go back and look at the early project management software on the Mac, like Mac Project or even earlier than that, Lisa Project, right? Mm, right yeah. That what you see on the boxes or their typical screenshots of those project plans was actually this uh, network view. Okay. Right. Ainsley was my favorite feature included. The Monte Carlo simulation. Mon- Monte Carlo simulation. say it. <laughs> the Monte Carlo simulation was introduced in Omni Plan 3. Yay. I just had to mention it. <laughs> listeners, um, there's a video, a marketing video, that goes along with that that will be in the show notes, and you should see the video because it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best explanation of what Monte Carlo methods are ever. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite special. Starring Aaron Kwong, the uh, previous uh, prime minister. And Aaron Kwong's now our primary tester on OmniPlan. Oh, okay. So he hasn't strayed far. Yeah, right. He still knows the app quite well. Yeah. So that gets us through three. And most recently, it seems like it's been cleanups, consolidation around the sharing and syncing kind of stuff, right? Yeah, we've been looking at where customers run into trouble using OmniPlan or what they'd like to see improved. So last year, we did a big overhaul of the publish and subscribe collaboration mechanism we described earlier. So it still is the same underlying functionality, but we made the interface for setting it up a whole lot more discoverable and easy to use. Cool. Because we found customers were looking to do what OmniPlan could already do, but were struggling to set it up in a way that worked for them. We're also in OmniPlan 312, which we're currently working on. It's currently available in public tests. and may have released by the time this podcast comes out. Yeah, this is probably March 20th, as people are hearing this, I think, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were making some updates to the network view. When we released it in three, the most common thing we heard was that folks wanted a way to see long task titles in the network nodes instead of truncated mm. um, short titles. So we are introducing that in 3.12. Can you talk any about the future of OmniPlan without, I suppose, giving out all our fine Well, Greg is currently working on automation in OmniPlan. Okay. Yeah. So, so the JavaScript. JavaScript support right. for automating, cool. which we've already shipped for OmniGraffle. Mm-hmm. And then we don't have any sort of timeline yet, but we would like to improve integration with our other apps like OmniFocus. Oh, sensible. As we add sharing of tasks in OmniFocus between different OmniFocus databases, we want you to also be able to share those tasks with OmniPlan or more specifically sort of the other way around, right? Like you're, somebody on your team has set up a shared project plan and your piece of it you would like to see in OmniFocus. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense. So pushing from OmniPlan down to... But then as you check cool. things off, your status updates could flow back up to the OmniPlan cool. project so that they automatically get the updates. And folks have been telling us they'd like to see this for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet, yeah. And, and it was on the roadmap earlier, and then Apple shipped the iPad, and we did the whole iPad or bus deal. And oh, that sure. Right. Put us we had to set it aside for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So is the code actually mostly done in one or other of the apps? Uh, is this a case where you now you really kind of an iteration of the code yeah, was done. It, it yeah. was kind of working for a little while yeah, and then okay. things have moved on and, and I don't think any of the almost working bits will mm-hmm. are left and would need to be redone but yeah. but it's certainly we've proved that it was technically feasible yeah wow, that's cool the roadmap talked about focusing on polish to a certain extent bugs and performance and that kind of stuff is OmniPlan taking part of that? or? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, so unlike a lot of our other apps, OmniPlan has a really specific customer base. We primarily have project managers looking to do project management in OmniPlan. Whereas, say, OmniGraffle, you've got all kinds of different use cases for the app. Mm. So looking at how we can make project managers' lives easier mm. by improving features that we have. 
So for people interested in helping beta test, yeah, where, so where should they go? <laughs> unlike other, our other apps as well, we have a pretty small pool of folks who are willing to run test builds of OmniPlan. Mm-hmm. As soon as we start testing something in OmniFocus, we get tons and tons of emails. Sure. And we started our OmniPlan 312 public test recently, and I've only heard from a couple people. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if OmniPlan customers are interested in running test builds, those are available from a link on our site, omnigroup.com slash test. Okay. Links to all of our actively running public tests. Mm-hmm. And it's a great place to check if you're interested in testing what's new and hot in oh. OmniPlan. And if you're interested in this integration between OmniPlan and OmniFocus, please send email to omniplan at omnigroup.com and right. just let us know. And that way we can add you to a list and tell you specifically when those builds are ready for testing. Cool. I'll make sure all, all this stuff's in the show notes so people can click on the right things. All right. Well, I think that pretty much covers the story. Thanks, Ainsley. How can people find you on the web? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. I can't even say my own username. <laughs> at Anslaw, A-I-N-S-L-A-W. Okay. Well, thanks, Greg. How can people find you on the web? I am at Greg Titus on Twitter. Thanks, Ken. How can people find you on the web? I am at KCase on Twitter. I'd also like to thank our intrepid producer, Mark Bosco. Say hello, Mark. Hello, Mark. And especially, (laughs) I want to thank you for listening. Thank you. Music.